Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. If you've never listened to this podcast before, this is a show where I, your host, Connor McKay, but bring on a friend to talk about a video game that is special to them and why. We talk as much about what made playing the game fun and what they enjoy about it as we do about the context that was special and when they fell in love with this game for the first time, hence the name of the show. Uh, A little bit of housekeeping before we get... uh, really revved up and going. Uh, you can visit our website at callmebyyourgame.com where we've got a bunch more information about the show. Uh, you can email us if with questions, comments, concerns, uh, whether they're just about your life or the show, uh, or if you happen to love this game that we talk about today or one we've talked about in the past, uh, we'd love to hear from you on that and what you, what made these games special to you. So you can reach us at call me by your game podcast at gmail.com. And then if you want to support the show, there's a few ways you can do that. Of course, you can leave us a rating and a review on the Apple Podcast Store. We've got 20 reviews right now. My goal is to get 30 by the end of the year. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I want to help them reach that goal, then uh, it's pretty quick and easy. So share something you like about the show and uh, that'd be great. You can, of course, share the show with a friend. That's the best way to spread a word about it, especially if they love the game we're talking about today. And lastly, of course, we are a part of the Super NPC Radio Patreon network started by myself and Jeremy Schmidt. Uh, So if you like this show and his show or just one, I can guarantee you're going to like other content that we've got there for you. Uh, This is when you're listening to this episode this is going to come out sometime in November, so you've already listened to all the fun October scary stuff that we had for you. Uh, and November, you know, it's a grab bag. We don't have any, no, no themes for November. Uh, that's, that's I think, the saying, right? No theme November. Um, but of course, you can just check us out at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Uh, that's it for the housekeeping, and I'll go ahead and introduce my guest for the week. Please welcome. I almost said to the stage, which uh, you know, I guess <laughs> this this used to be relevant for our <sighs> guest and I uh, back in the day. But please welcome editing wizard, improv icon, and comedy legend Aaron Smith. Welcome to the show. Whoa! What an intro. I always set it up so that my guests has got to feel like they have to say something nice about me. So Aaron, I'll give you an hour and a half. And by the end of the show, I just, I'm really begging for like just one nice word. Yeah. By the end of the show, hopefully I'll be able to dredge up one nice thing (laughs) about you. We'll see. It's usually tough for the, for the guests. So if you don't have one, that's okay too. So don't put too much pressure (laughs) on yourself. Um, but Aaron, I'm so glad you're here. Uh, I know you like I know almost every guest on this show, which is through the improv community Mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. Uh, we, I don't know exactly how we met. I would guess we met through like you doing a TNT. Yeah. I I believe my Darman knew you from a class. And then we got asked to do TNT and then we met you there and you were like very nice and we're like, what are all your names? (laughs) And it was like one of the first of like, somebody cares about me. (laughs) I'm so glad. Uh, it's usually, uh, uh, the opposite impression that I leave, which is like, who is this evil monster? So, uh, (laughs) that's, that's not true at all, but that makes sense. I figured it was something like that. Although I do remember before we would have met, I, which is kind of a similar thing that happened with 
Mai and I was what I met her through a Herald audition the year before. Mm. So we were in this first round together where I think only six of the eight people showed up and it was like a Saturday morning. And I remember she was so fantastic that I was like, oh. I really hope I see this person again. Cause she's good. And, and just like very nice to be around. And sometime later, we did cross paths again, I believe, in that class. And then you were similar where I had absolutely for sure seen one of your mess hall shows and been like, that is one of the funniest people I've mm. ever seen. Uh, and Well, I, I, mean, wish, I wish you were the artistic director of UCB. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, we all, we've, got, we've got our opinions and thoughts and there's plenty of people that like, uh, it's, I'm sure it's a hard decision, but then there's some people who don't either don't get on or people who do and you're lo- and it's confusing and uh you know there's many wonderful people going out for these slots but Aaron you're definitely one of those people that I was like oh yeah like watching you on stage at mess hall and then I don't know if you had even started doing mock yet but I was like that person's so confident and good that like there's no they, they just have to be there so you know, I know that's probably no consolation, but uh, but yeah, that's how you got my attention. And then turns out you're a freaking fun, nice person to be Ooh, around too. Hey, this is all nice to hear. Next time I feel sad about Harold stuff, I'll just pop this on. Please, <laughs> please this. do the first uh, first seven minutes of this episode or so. But um, <laughs> seven minutes it, in heaven for me, baby. Heck yeah. Uh, we also we it's been fun because I've gotten to con- like at least keep in you know, like casual contact with you throughout quarantine because we've been doing uh, improv online almost every Thursday together. In fact, the most recent one you hosted, which was fantastic host bit. Mm. uh, I feel like for some people, I don't know if this is uh, how you felt, but for some people, it there's like a seal you got to break to host. Like you, people don't host for a while. And then once someone does it, I'm like, oh, they or hopefully know that they could host any time and that it would be really fun. Like I remember when I was first guesting on mock, I was like way too nervous to ever host. I was like, I don't want to prepare anything. It's not going to be funny. Um, But anyway, stroking your ego too much. uh, That's how I know you. Is there any other way that our listeners might know you or anything you want to share about yourself? I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard now because it's quarantine time. So it's yes. like, well, the art form I was doing for the past couple years is does not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe in the future I'll be a writer. You know, who knows? Hey, you know what? Let's we'll put that out there for this episode. Uh, you will be a writer. We know when people are coming back to the archives of the first year of the show. Uh, they'll be like, hey, that's Aaron Smith. She mm-hmm. wrote on the new cool show. Uh-huh. That's, cool that's what show. it'll be called. Um, where are you from? I actually, I want to say, I would guess like, I feel like we've talked about it. I'm going to throw out East Coast, like New York or something. Am I correct? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Darn. I'm from, I'm Pacific Northwest. I'm from oh. Seattle or Bellevue, Washington. I Okay. Yeah, I wish I was from the East Coast or lived there, but I like I can't handle the weather there. Like the humidity, yeah, um, brutal is 
horrible. I don't, I truly don't understand how those people <laughs> survive. Me neither. I have been, I have been babied my whole life with weather because I grew up in Northern California where it's far more uh, seasonal than, than, than Southern California. So it does get pretty cold and, and very rainy and very hot, but it's seasonal and it's not that severe. And then now, you know, I live in LA where the worst part about it you know, until this year is like usually the heat occasionally, yeah. but it's kind of like spring half the year. So I, I don't know how they do it either. I definitely yeah. couldn't pull my weight. I just would weight. be sweaty. Half the year I would be covered in sweat. And yes. like, I'm not like a graceful looking sweaty person. <laughs> like I feel like I redefine for people how bad someone can look like when I'm really sweaty. <laughs> I just like remember this one day I went to college in Iowa for one year and it's like similar sort of climate. Okay. And I just remember this one day like going to like meet with these like video production guys and just being covered in sweat because I had like walked there and I'm like they had this expression on their face like what has happened to this girl? But they, Oh my gosh. Like and I had a messenger bag and it had left a str- like a... <laughs> A brown like line across my body. Yeah. So oh, that's why it had I, like stained your shirt. Yeah. And I just like showed up. I'm this freshman in college, like with these like juniors trying to pretend I am not drenched. So that's what I would be if I lived in New York. That's so funny. I I, I was gonna you know politely dispute your uh your claim about the the sweatiness but you know what i think i'm just gonna let you have that one it sounds pretty tough (laughs) do you think it was like do you normally and obviously this is this is great because i normally do get into it with my guests talking about how much we sweat and what Mm -hmm. the severity is this is a segment we always do on the show And this is what i 100 percent wanted to be talking about (laughs) perfect uh are you what i do want to ask are you someone who uh, does sweat in like a, a higher amount or was it just like that weather? And I think it's you the had a humidity. pretty normal reaction. I like yeah. can't handle humidity. And then in the winter, mm-hmm. my skin was dry a hundred percent of the time. Oh no. And I didn't understand how to moisturize. I was trying to like tweeze off the dry skin. Oh no. Like, uh, uh, well, you survived. You left Iowa. Uh, may I ask what school you're at for that one year? I was at University of Iowa and then transferred cool. to University of Washington. Um, cool. Ostensibly because they had a Finnish program and I studied Finnish in college. Whoa. Because uh, I love the filmmaker Aki Karasmaki. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sorry to say I don't know who that is, but uh, I'm proud of you for pursuing your dreams. Did you meet? <laughs> did you know Tanner before you went to University of Washington? Did you meet there? I met him after college doing, okay. I met him the summer after my senior year because I started doing stand up. I did improv once I moved back um, from Iowa. I, w- I like started doing improv. I was like really depressed. And I said <laughs> like, I started listening to comedy bang bang. And I right. like, made this appeal to my mom of like, I... I need you to pay for an improv class. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, and so I took improv and then I was doing improv uh, throughout college. Um, awesome. Though it was with like, I was the youngest person there. Like I was 20 mm-hmm. when I started. 
And it was with in Seattle, it was just with all these like software developers in their mid thirties who, <laughs> you know, are like, I want to like uh, get better at public speaking. Like that's yep. literally who all the people are. Awesome. And like after class, we couldn't go to bars because I was a You're child. 20. Oh my gosh. So how do you go- even, I wouldn't even know how to socialize without a bar until now would we, I haven't been to a bar in I don't yes. know, seven months. <laughs> yes, I'm now. I'm gonna be next time I go to a bar. I'm gonna freak out. It'll be a mess. I'm gonna have to take an improv class yes. to even function yes. at a bar. But then I did stand up for. I started like senior year of college, cool. like the summer before that, and met Tanner like through that. Uh, shout out to Tanner Hodgson, the king, the goat, someone who <laughs> I would I need to have on this show. We've talked about it, but haven't pulled the trigger and uh and i'll you know i've got a big guest list waiting to go so uh we'll get there tanner i know you're listening to this uh and then did you i just keep prying in your personal life is that how you guys met schnup too yeah i actually oh. i met schnup like before tanner and brent oh. uh brent flyberg and travis watt who doesn't really do improv but like i knew them before tanner uh okay for like a year and then Tanner was like introduced by a friend. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, they're, I, they're both wonderful. All three of those are just yeah. wonderful boys. Wonderful all, sweet boys. All at my wedding. Whoa. <laughs> that's a pretty stacked lineup. Brent, he saw, he was a freaking witness at my wedding as well Whoa. as Schnupp. <laughs> you know Sign what? Sign that paper. <laughs> Dang. Uh, you heard it here first, folks. The witnesses at Aaron Smith's wedding. <laughs> two sweet boys. Uh <laughs> Well, that so th- thanks for letting me pry a little more into your mm-hmm. personal life on the show. I'm sorry to ask you that. It's there's like certain people I get to have on this on this podcast that I don't get enough time to just get to know in general. So I always take advantage of it and really pry. Yeah. You, you got you know, it. We're on mic. It's a hot mic. Ask your hot cues. Learn there. There we go. <laughs> Learn how long I've known Tyler Schnupp. Yes, that is uh, the goal of most of my episodes is to, uh, there's two things I do on every episode. One is uh, find out the severity of someone's sweatiness. And two is how long have you known Schnupp for? Um, so also shouts to you, Schnupp. Uh, well, that's really cool. Um, if you don't have anything else that you want to share about yourself, I, before we jump into your history with games, would you mind introducing uh, the game that we're going to talk about today? Yes. So the game we're going to talk about is called Twinson's Odyssey or Little Big Adventure 2. <laughs> Little Hell Big yeah. Adventure 2, I believe, is like the more the French name because mm-hmm. it's a sequel to a game called Little Big Adventure. And then because it was released in the U.S., they called it Twinson's Odyssey here. So we always refer to it just as Twinson. Gotcha. Okay. Um, it's an action adventure game about... Hey, uh, our hero Twinson has to save his planet and some other planets when these bad aliens, uh, the uh, Esmers, come and are trying. <laughs> I mean, it get the thing is like the plot changes as you play the game, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, it's about sort of like a magic guy who is the chosen one who is <laughs> saving yeah. his planet. I love it. It's I'm really excited to get into even more of that later, but uh and and I'm even just the little moment that you just shared, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty 
it seems pretty dang weird because this is not a game I have experience with, but okay. I've watched a lot of like, I watched a few reviews and some playthroughs of it. Okay, you didn't play any of it? Didn't, but okay. I am so intrigued uh, and I'm so excited to talk to you more about it. But before we, you know, really dive in to Twinson's Odyssey, uh, I do want to hear from you about as much or as little as you'd like to share about your video game history. So I guess my first question, Aaron, is do you... Are, do you like video games more than just this one? And if so, when did you uh, first become interested in them? So I'm like currently in a stage of like exploring myself as a gamer. All right. Um, because like as a kid, we never had a game system mm-hmm. and like none of my friends did. Um, oh, okay. So I never like lived somewhere with a video game console until I moved in with Tanner. Okay. Um, so Thank like you, Tanner. Yeah. So like, that's as, just from me. You don't know. <laughs> don't feel like you got to say that I'm thankful. But so like as a little kid, we, so my family, like no one to this day, like no one really plays games in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't like expressly like video games are banned or anything like that. Yeah. But it was definitely, I feel like my mom probably was looking down on them yes. and buying into the like, this is a dumb art form, you know, not like even melt an your art brain form. sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Um, but my grandpa had like a an NES. Awesome. So we would play like uh, Mario and Duck Hunt. When we went there and then he also had, um, he would sometimes have like PC games. We also played some game with like, that had like a steering wheel to play with that we just called the car game. (laughs) (laughs) Like a, like an actual plastic wheel that you would use with it. It was like supposed to be like a racing game, but there was a feature Mm -hmm. where you could drive around the city and like, we'd only play it on the city mode. And awesome. I just try to be a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, uh, people do that. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of this, but people will do that in like big open world games like Grand Theft Auto now. Like some mm-hmm. people when they play online will just like be a bus driver and just drive the bus route. And that's like, which is so fascinating to me. I like, I mean, I know from like (laughs) Tanner, he was playing Grand Theft Auto on a PS2 recently. Mm. And like, he'll do the like, be a taxi driver part. Yes. Which like, I, I can't because like to the, like I can't use like a controller very well. Yeah. Cause it's like something I've only tried to use in the past mm-hmm. couple of years. So I am like a, like grandma suddenly being handed an iPhone. Like yes. I don't like it. I don't like holding it. Like, <laughs> it's this weird foreign object. Like it doesn't feel conducive to a game to me. Yes, it doesn't, which is, I think, totally fair. Um, As much as I and so many people who play a lot of video games are used to, you know, something like this with two sticks, a control pad, and buttons, like, that's natural to me. It's not natural to most people, especially when you start playing games. Yeah. It's very... It's very, very weird. So I totally understand why you come from that yeah. place. Well, cause so then like my grandpa gave us Twinson. He was also the source of that in oh, wow. like 1997. And Thanks, then, grandpa. yeah. And then in 
Thanksgiving 2000, we went to that grandparents' house for Thanksgiving and he had The Sims and I played it on the computer and I loved it so much that he gave it to me. And so began like my obsession with The Sims, which was like the only video game I played in middle school or high school. Awesome. Um, And I even saved up when The Sims 2 came out, our computer would not support it. So I like saved up money to buy Windows ME so that... (laughs) You were dedicated. Yeah. This like Whoa. 12 year old. I had a job walking this guy's dog. So Hell yeah. like a 12 year old going to the store and buying an OS. Uh, <laughs> All just to play The Sims 2. Yeah. That's incredible. Did um, you stick? Did you happen to play more of The Sims after that or was 2 the last one that you rolled with? I, so The Sims 1. I played until I guess like until the Sims two came out and I had a lot of the expansion packs because Mm -hmm. when my parents got divorced, I remember like the Christmas after it, my dad just giving me like five of the (laughs) expansion packs. (laughs) Yes. Um, and then yes, I played the Sims two and then the Sims three came out like when I was in high school and I wasn't really playing it that often, but mm-hmm. I like did buy it cool. um, and played it. And then I bought the Sims four as well, but I've played that very few times. Cause it's like the game mechanics are kind of completely mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, so my perspective on games was pretty much just informed by the Sims for years. Yeah. Um, and I feel like what I was using the Sims for was, I kind of started playing The Sims around the time I stopped, you know, like middle school, I stopped playing with toys. And so The Sims just became a way to tell stories. Okay, for sure. Um, And I, I, yeah. So then once I met Tanner, I was, he is into gaming and sort of in my mind, I was like, well, I just like simulator games because mm-hmm. I played The Sims and he started playing Minecraft and I started playing it with him but I don't think I actually like it that much. <laughs> I played it a lot, but it was sort of like, what do you like? I would just go and like mine in caves for like yeah. hours <laughs> listening to a podcast. For some reason, awesome. I was listening to Beautiful Anonymous was my. What's that? That's the Chris Gethard podcast where oh, okay. he like has someone call him on the phone and he talks to them for an hour. Okay. Um, Interesting. You know, there's like some podcasts that are just linked with like a specific thing. Yes. Where it's like, I'd never listen to this podcast outside of that. That Um, is absolutely hilarious. I love when like two, like sort of like two media things will get tied together for people. I think like podcasts and music are good to tie with video games because yeah, there's sometimes you can just do them simultaneously. So that's, I just think that's really cool. That's the one you listen to when you play yeah. Minecraft. Well, and I don't usually listen to a podcast when playing a game because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I want my attention to be a hundred percent on either one. But yes. af- after you get to a certain point with minors, it's like, it doesn't yes. take much. Yep. Um, and then, after that, like Tanner got into Stardew Valley oh, okay. and then I started playing that and I liked it more than Miners, and I couldn't like put my finger on like what it was that I yeah. liked. And really it was the fact that it had more of a story element. 
mm-hmm. I think. Like, I was like, no, I still like simulations, but it's like, yeah. I, you know, I like doing mundane stuff, but I think I actually like the fact that I'm filling up this community center. Yes. <laughs> and I liked and inter- like interacting with all the characters. Totally. Yeah. Did you... First off, two things. One, I love that you're calling it Miners. I want to just call it Miners for the rest of the show. Uh, and then, dude, so I don't want to get you off track, but with Stardew Valley, did you end up putting, uh, did you get really into that or was it more I like... I 100%ed it like two times. Oh, I guess, yeah, you did like that game. Yeah. That is, that's one that um, I have had on my peripheral for so long and I just like certain games and shows that I know I'm going to love, uh, but I am not like ready to jump into it. Yeah. I will put off. It's almost like someone who's like, you know, I don't want to get involved with anybody. Cause like, I know I don't want to be in a relationship yeah. right now. Sort it of thing. Is, and it's like that. Like I yeah. remember like, like I think I was like working on a project from home and being like, I can't open up Stardew. Cause, <laughs> cause it's also one where you can't save until the day is over oh so and each day takes like 20 minutes or something so then you're compelled you're like well i you know i have to play at least 20 minutes and then if you play it all in the morning you're like well i don't want to do my farming again yes or you know so then you just leave it paused in the background you know Yes. Turn the turn the music off in the settings yes yeah i got to the point where i'd like printed out like uh pages for like where all the fish were so that i could like check off on there that i had all the fish and everything i love that oh that's i just the detail and the and the level of care and effort that people i've heard put into that game is so fascinating but it it just only reinforces the feeling that i have where i'm like i gotta wait to the right time and we did an episode on uh stardew valley like a month and a half ago with one of my, with my friend Bryce. And it was, it was a really fun chat. So, uh, this is just another conversation where I'm like, yep, another point for Stardew. It's got to come at some point. Yeah, it's good. I still think I have memorized like all the villagers favorite gifts because I like stockpile them and then just like have one for each person in my inventory. So then when I ran it, you know, and I, I knew where they all were at all parts of the day. Yes. Did you, I have a question for you about that game. When you did play it, and I know you played it multiple times, uh, as you said, but when you played it, how did you operate as your person? Were you trying to be like, oh, if Aaron was in Stardew Valley, I was, you were Aaron, or were you like, no, I'm like, uh, Janet, whatever. And I'm, this is who I am. And I live a totally different way than you would. So my character's name was Telly Bean. great start um and i don't i try not to think of game characters as being me so i just call them the person's name great um a lot of sometimes i'll try to be like agent of chaos person who Uh in a game who's like just really mean to people (laughs) um but i was I was mostly just trying to have her become friends with everyone in the town. And this was before they added a patch in where if you date 
multiple townspeople they'll get mad at you but at this point they didn't so i was dating like all the single people in town nice yeah. telly bean nice yeah <laughs> my favorite was harvey the doctor um i thought he looked the cutest in his okay. picture if yes. you look at him you'll be like oh that looks like tanner he's a brown hair mustache glasses perfect i can't combo. blame you whatsoever Handsome man and handsome character, I'm sure. <laughs> um, and then, then after Stardew Valley, so before Stardew Valley, and around the time I was playing Minecraft, I actually replayed Twinson. Oh wow! Um, and I guess we'll talk about that when we talk about Twinson. Totally. Um, and then I was I was sort of in a state where I'm like, what games do I like? Yeah. Like I kind of want to play games because I was had spent so much time playing Minecraft when I was playing that mm-hmm. that it was like I realized that gaming could be this like meditative state sure. that you get in. Mm-hmm. And I'd never I had done that with The Sims as a child where it'd be like, oh, 3 a.m. Um, yes. <laughs> but The Sims like didn't really do it for me <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, and then I was trying like I played Alone in the Dark, which is the game that the guy who made Twinson made oh wow. um, like the first one and it was like too hard it was like a mid you know like early 90s like puzzle game where there's some yeah. things that are like how would I know to do that just so obscure yeah well and I made one mistake where I like left an item in a room that then you needed at the very end and so then I oh, got no. to the very end and I hadn't created like a save point. Like it was just like, I can't, I'm not going to finish it then. That's always, that's a, that's something that I do not like that happens in games. And I think happened in like more older adventure yeah. games, especially like the old point and click games of like the nineties and eighties. Oh, just like. Yeah, that's very frustrating. So I'm so sorry that you went through that. Well, and I think I also like because of like Twinson, I thought games were really hard to play. Oh, yeah. Like because you have to like aim specifically at anything that you're hitting. Mm -hmm. And then I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild. Um, Like I did like two of the big guys. Yeah, the Divine Beast. Yeah, and it was like, oh, you don't even really have to aim at anyone. You just kind of like, <laughs> you just kind of jump around with your weapon. And like, other games Tanner has like had me play a little of, like Ratchet and Clank, like that game mechanic of like, it aims for you. Yes. Is mm-hmm. helpful, but also I'm just like, this whole time you guys aren't even like good at aiming. <laughs> like, <laughs> You hear that, you freaking losers yeah. out there? You stink. I'm just like, <laughs> I do know what? what you mean, though. Yeah, I thought the whole time everyone was like so, like they were using like geometry, like precision, you know, like what, like yeah. with billiards when it's like you <laughs> gotta know geniuses. angles. Yeah, I was like, they must be geniuses <laughs> to be. Because <able." laughs> early, the games I played were so hard. Yes. Yeah, especially um, those older ones. My goodness. Yeah. Like, when I yeah like playing Mario as a child I feel like I never got past like one screen <laughs> yeah but. it's a it is funny to go back to looking back on games I also as a kid thought games were so hard and and even going back to some of the old ones they're a lot harder than what we have today in some ways for for, for very different reasons but yeah I 
thinking about Mario, I don't know if I ever got very far when I was yeah, growing up. We, so I feel on you. the Switch, we have like the they have all those old like yeah. NES games. And so I was playing a little bit of it, but I could do like save points. Yes. If I, or, you know, I was trying to do it where I have to go through the whole level and mm-hmm. not save. But I'm also like st- still I'm still stupid at playing like with the controller. Like, <laughs> I just don't know the language of games very yes. well. Like, yeah. like I've never used a like special move on someone. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. What? What? I'm like, that doesn't make s- I can't even comprehend that. Yeah. It's just it's it is like I think I like how you phrased it. You called it a language because, yeah, you do have to. There's so much to learn that, like, I feel like people like myself have absorbed absorbed over our entire lives, and jumping into something like that is not intuitive most of the time. Yeah, it's like if you're watching a movie and it's like you have to turn around, and part of the movie's back there. I'm like, how would I guess that? <laughs> or like the part of games where it'll be like, oh, you know, this room doesn't matter. Like none of that stuff you'll be able to click on. Like I will go in and try to like touch every object. <laughs> yes, because sometimes I I can totally relate to that because I'm, I was actually playing a game for the first time today and it not only will sometimes it not tell you what you're supposed to do, which is not the end of the world, but then I'm like, well, am I going to miss something if I don't go into this tiny little hut and look at the yeah. cloth on the ground? Like am I going to need that later? And you especially having that experience with that one game where you got to the end and needed that thing, it's almost like it conditioned you forever. Yeah. Well, and also like, you know, with the Sims, it's like you can interact with everything. Mm -hmm. And so I, that's what I like want out of the game is like my little person to sort of be able to touch anything and like learning that, oh no, the game tells you what's important. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I also had this precondition that games are so hard, you will need to use a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. Like they are, they are like incomprehensible without this <laughs> Sherpa guiding you. <laughs> and so this, so I pl- replayed Twinson uh, in August, and I did it without oh, wow. a guide. And I was like, oh. oh yeah, it tells you what to do. Like Incredible. You, you click on all the people, and they tell you what to do. But then, but recently. I've been trying to find a game to play okay. like that I would like. And I played Darkwood. Um, and I, re- I really enjoyed that. Is that a, what, it, what is Darkwood? I've never heard of it. Is it a it's, similar game to Twinson? Um, no, it's a top down <laughs> survival horror game with no oh. jump scares. Um, okay. it, it was very scary until it, became just like i was used to like how scary it was mm-hmm. but gotcha. it's, it's essentially like you are a you were in a sort of post-apocalyptic woods your character like wakes up there is this like safe house and then there are creatures in the woods and you are trying to find your way home oh okay that i i see the scary elements there <laughs> what are you playing that on so i was playing it on the on the pc And I was, I did try hooking up a, I was using a PS3 controller with it, Okay, but also keyboard. I was like jumping between the two (laughs) because I prefer the keyboard, but then 
I was having so much trouble, like, like getting him to run away from monsters. Uh But, but then like people online are like, this is such a hard game that I can't, I have trouble like figuring out if I'm being my normal bad gamer or if it is hard. It sounds like it's just hard and Aaron, it's not your fault. Thank you. You're great the way you are. (laughs) Um, yeah. And that's, that's what you've been playing lately. You said dark. I played that in like June. I played like I, I a hundred percent at it. I was finished games when I played them for the most part. You learned finish and you finished. (laughs) And then I've sort of been like, I don't know, you know, like what's another game that I'll like, you know, that's where you still are now. Yeah. And like Tanner kind of helped put it in perspective being like, this would be like if you had seen like 30 movies in your whole life. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know what kind of it's like you have to just start playing more because I tried playing a sort of Stardew Valley ripoff game with cats and it was just <laughs> so bad. Sounds perfect. <laughs> like, but it was it was just like not very thought out. And it definitely felt like it wasn't originally about cats because like the cats yeah. can't even like jump which is such a big part of being a cat. Huge part, as you a know, huge as, a part. Cat, as a cat parent. Yeah, huge part is jumping around. <laughs> um, and then, like, Tanner was like, yeah, Aaron, you've only played, like, good games. Like, mm-hmm. There's going to be some crap out there. Most games are bad. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So I don't know. I'm waiting for that next good game. For a while I was waiting, there's, like, a little witch game that the Stardew Valley people are making oh oh yeah but they like changed the graphics and i don't like them as much now oh, oh no. i also played starbound which is another chucklefish game okay but and i finished it but it wasn't very fun to me okay <laughs> got it. i made myself play all of it well you're just you're a completionist you gotta finish you gotta finish what you start mm-hmm. uh that's just who aaron smith is mm-hmm. uh well that's awesome if if you know if i for some reason, think of a game that I think would be fun for you to try. I'll shoot you a message. I and would let you love know. it because I'm like so stupid, like Googling like games. <laughs> like, I just Google like games like Stardew Valley. Yeah. And then they're all like farming sims. And I'm like, no, yes. I just like the fact that you have to like do, you have to like help this town out. Yeah. And then I'm like, games like Darkwood. And they're all just like, what about a horror game that's really scary? And I'm like, no, it's the fact that it's like top down and you're like controlling the guy. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's you're you're wading through a bunch of crap right now, but at some point it's going to be okay, And you're going to get there. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you for sharing about your history with games that was really fun to hear like your specific journey i don't know if we've really heard one like that uh but it's fantastic so before we jump into talking about uh, little big adventure 2 aka twinson's odyssey we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back
Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. This week, of course, discussing Little Big Adventure 2, aka Twinson's Odyssey, with the fantastic and funny Aaron Smith. Uh, so, Aaron, welcome back. Glad you're here. Um, like I said before, I'm going to just give a brief amount of history and context, uh, and I mean brief. It's like a paragraph of Wikipedia <laughs> stuff, basically. So, if you have anything you want to share, uh, that would be helpful to us, uh, dive in or I'll just roll through it. So here I go. Little Big Adventure 2, aka Twinson's Odyssey, is a 1997 adventure game developed by Adeline Software International and published by Electronic Arts. It was later released by Action in June 1997 in North America under the moniker Twinson's Odyssey, which we kind of had talked about the titles up top. Um, it is a sequel to Little Big Adventure, which also has its own name, aka Relentless <laughs> colon Twinson's Adventure. They love their different titles for this series, I guess. Uh, and this was the third game created. Well, Little Big Adventure 2 was the third game created under the label of Adeline Software International. Um, and it features a three-dimensional three-dimensional environments, sort of like isometric. If you're familiar with that term, that it's not exactly top-down, but it's at an angle for the most part, unless you're out in the world. Uh, it's got some full-motion video sequences, which look... I like love this particular style and era of It looks... Like, I was thinking video. about the aesthetic of those sequences. Like, they... Look almost like claymation, like the way everything is yes. like rounded. Yes, especially the people. Like, I guess, is Twinson a person? Yes, I actually, right before the record, the original website for Twinson, and there are two, don't worry, there's a Twinson one and a Little oh, Big yeah. Adventure 2 one, <laughs> uh, are like, there's someone mirrored them, and I never really knew the names of like all the races and everything there it's all that info is on the website whoa twinson's race is called the quetches quetches so someone calls him a quetch at some point but you know it's sort of unclear what that yeah. means it's like but, is that a insult is that what he is it's probably hard to tell um as described they're little humanoids with an olive-shaped head and a ponytail growing right on top <laughs> Wow, I love that it's not just like a head of hair. It's like specifically a ponytail mm -hmm. grows out. That's fantastic. Uh, the last thing that I really had to mention about it is that all of the music is in CD DA quality. It's really, it sounds really good. Um, so it's not like compressed uh, sound files of the music. And there's a ton of voice acting in it too, which is so funny to listen. It's, it was funny yeah. for me to listen to. Um, Aaron, did you have anything as far as like, the history and context of this game or the series that you wanted to share? Um, I mean, not, you kind of covered it. Also, like, the creator, Frederick Reynal, also made the first Alone in the Dark game. Gotcha. Uh, which is, I guess, famous for establishing many conventions of the survival horror genre <laughs> that we talked about already that I tried playing, but it was like a little too old where it's too hard. Oh, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. um, a, a, I have a, a statement and a question. Uh, this is a two-parter. So the statement is that uh, some of the early survival horror games that were popularized, like Resident Evil and the Silent Hill series, they have this uh, control scheme that is now referred to as tank controls, where 
when you are pressing like left or right, that just turns your character left or right. Mm-hmm. And then you have to push forward to move forward. So you would turn to where you're walking and then push forward as opposed to like. Yes, that's what right. Twinson is like. Yes. And do they do that in the the other this horror one that you named? Uh, if you remember. I think so. Now okay. I'm like, do they? I think I like that. I get yeah. very confused by moving the camera around yes, with yeah. a controller. I'm so bad at it. And Tanner is always like, why are you at this angle? Like, <laughs> You're like, I can't help it. I'm like, why would I be thinking about that? I am not the cinematographer. The game yes. should adjust for me. Yeah, I get very frustrated by that. Mm-hmm. Um, Inter- I- but I Sorry, think I it. now now that I know it's called Tank, I'm like I love this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, because it's kind of like you know how a tank functions is that like well, I mean, from its most basic sense, I don't know how a tank. Works. Well, you're well versed in tanks. <laughs> yeah, that's something I haven't really let the listeners in on, but I'm very well versed in tanks. So we, that, you actually was, are known as Tank Boy. <laughs> yes, uh, they they know that, of course. That's mm-hmm. it's not news to anybody. But but thank you for the reminder. Um, yeah, I was just kind of curious because some of the early big survival horror games that established a lot for that genre controlled that way. And when I've gone to play them, it always takes getting used to. And but like, it's interesting to hear that maybe that was something that's more comfortable for you. Yeah, because it, you know. I feel very in control of how they're moving. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. And which it totally it totally makes sense. Um so let's get into it then. That was the history and context. Um let's dive into the main show discussion. You sort of touched on it earlier. Um but would you refresh us and if you felt like going any deeper into how you discovered this game, I would love to hear as much or as little as you've got to share. Yeah, so in like 1997, um, and I know it was then because we moved the summer of 1997, and oh, I wow. remember playing it in our old house. My dad like came home with this CD of this game, and I asked my sister about it, and she said my grandpa gave it to my dad. But in my memory, just my dad comes home with this game. Yes. And our computer was in the living room, and this is the only game that my whole family like ever played. Like my oldest, I have three sisters and it was like my oldest sister was like capable of like playing it. So we'd like watch her play it Uh and it was like really cool. My next oldest sister was like, you know, she could play it a little bit, but like wasn't too good. I feel like I could, didn't get past like the first level of the game. Like I was like, this is impossible. And then my dad I, we didn't have internet and I feel like at work he like printed out an entire walkthrough of the game. Awesome. So it was like this giant stack of paper that we had. <laughs> I can imagine. And he, I guess before he did that, he like, he got like maybe like 75% through of the game and then like couldn't figure out one level. So he oh. printed out this walkthrough and then, wow. like, he completed the game. And we were like, wow, dad completed Twinson. Dad's a legend. Yeah. And my sister and I, the one who's two years older than me, used to, like, 
play that we were twins in on the playground. That is fantastic. You're role playing as twins in. Incredible. Yeah. Like we What would you do when you did that? Like what was specific to twins in that you ended up bringing there if you remember? Well, like so the the sounds like the the voice acting and like the specific sounds were like so important to the game, like my yes. experience of it. And we would do like when he went into sporty mode, because there are different <laughs> in order for him to like interact with an object, he has to be in normal mode in order for him to run around. He has to be in sporty mode, uh, which is awesome. <laughs> that that's what they named it. <laughs> it's aggressive where, which is how he can fight with someone. Yeah. And then there is discreet, which is him sneaking around. Um, I saw, I watched, that was really funny to watch on video because he sort of does this like tiptoe. Yes, thing. and it does it like, <laughs> it's doom, really cute doom, doom, doom <laughs> kind of sound. Um, so we would do like change into sporty mode, which involved him going like, <laughs> so like these little kids on the playground, like doing that. Um, it sort of morphed into a different game called aliens where the playground was like a human's head and we were like tiny aliens playing on the human's head but it originated as twins in us like marching around as twins in um, there's a lot to unpack in just (laughs) what you shared i won't make you unpack all of it but that Mm -hmm. is i just think that's really like cool that that you and your sister like changed it into a such like a weird abstract like world game like your little aliens on someone's head that's so funny yeah i mean i feel like being tiny was kind of like an obsession of mine so i also would play being mice a lot um i awesome play with my friend we were mousekin and mousy time traveling mice who would go on the spinning donut which is the tire swing was a time machine device that's awesome um i thought this story was so great that i there was like a child writing competition and i was like i can't submit mousekin and mousy an adult will steal it Because it's that good. It's that That's, good. I thought I did not think that you were gonna be apprehensive because someone might steal it. I thought you were gonna say like you were embarrassed or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. it was Mousekin and Mousy were would have been fantastic. <laughs> and actually, maybe we should I'll, bl- I'll bleep out that part of the podcast just <laughs> yeah. so no listeners actually steal well, that. There idea. is like a popular uh, series of like. Uh, very young child books called Mousekin. So I don't know if I <laughs> okay, would so, even get the copyright on that. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, So we, and then when I, so it was like Twinsin was like the only game we've really played mm-hmm. as a family. Um, So it was still like very much like a reference point. And then my oldest sister moved to France after college. She was like a French major Oh, and her uh, boyfriend had played Twinsin as a child, and it was like such a like weird thing to learn, and like that's how yeah. we learned like oh it's like a French game like yes yeah dang and that's how they fell in love of course <laughs> they did she he is like now ex husband but uh, you know they were together for a number of years and so it sort of Twinsin sort of entered back into the ether around the end of high school and then my freshman year of college i'm in iowa i download a torrent of twinson but the sound won't work 
Oh no. Which was such a like big part of the game was all the like the dialogue and like we would quote lines of the dialogue to each other. Yes. Um and so I played I played it through somewhat like maybe like 50% at most. Okay. Um but you know, and I was playing it on my like Toshiba laptop that I had. Yeah. Um, but like, it definitely wasn't as good of an experience without hearing those great lines, uh, yes. you know, such as like, can you help my injured dino fly? Um, Incredible. Just classics. <laughs> and then in 2016, we like happened, I was looking up like abandoned wear and found mm. GOG, the website, and then like found that Twinson was on there. And that oh. they had like uh, released it so it could be played on a, you know, with using a emulator, like you could play the game again and it had okay. the sound. So that's why I then played it in 2016. I oh, remember yeah. playing it like at a co-working center <laughs> that I was uh, paying for, like me playing Twins. <laughs> like as it like that is that like an office space that you pay to use yeah because i was working like as a freelance editor and just like everyone around me is like you know working on projects i'm like trying to block my screen so no one can see (laughs) that you're playing twin sins odyssey that's incredible and i that time i like most i was like using a walkthrough the whole time because i was sort of like well in my memory this game is so hard it would be impossible to play yeah and then for this podcast in August, once we started talking about it, yeah. I started playing it again and I played it all the way through. And I think Twinson is my favorite game of all time. I love it. I'm like, I love this game. It's still so fun to this day. It's like challenging in like the correct degree for me. Sure. Um, it It has this weird sense of humor that's like, Definitely because it's like French, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I love it's, I yeah. I love the tank mechanic. <laughs> yes. It's very it's so interesting. I have to say, this is I really think this is the most unique game that we've covered on the show so far. This is episode this is gonna be episode 45 when it comes out. So if the order changes, I'm sorry, listener, if this ends up being 44 or 46, but... Mm, 45, um, the Trumo episode. The true. Oh, no. We're, we've gone full circle with this. Uh, this is to... Uh, now we're going to have to shame all of Mock into listening to this episode for this Trumo Easter egg. Um, but this is really... I had never heard of this game until you brought it up. And, and also it, Annabelle Seymour on her episode says she played this as a child. I didn't, I totally forgot about that. It wasn't, I, Tanner was listening. We were listening to the episode out loud. Yeah. And I was really relating to her, her story of only playing games like with her relatives. And then she brings up uh, Twinson. That's crazy. Yeah. That's like, that feels like to me a moment in a movie where someone's watching like an interview or someone on TV and then the person on TV looks into the camera and speaks directly to them. Yeah. Like, hello, Janie, or whatever. <laughs> that is, man, I'm going to have to, well, I guess I have to revisit that episode now. Well, it but sounded like she didn't really play it that much. She just watched like the intro sequence a lot. Okay, gotcha. Which is fantastic, yeah. by the way. Um, it, it just really stuck out to me. Not only in the art style, 
But like you were kind of saying, the humor, the sound design that they decided to use, the fact that it's voice acted, and I mean, everything about the way the game functions, I'm absolutely fascinated by this. And I I think it's available on Steam or something. Yeah, it's on Steam and it's also on GOG. A God, uh, don't, yeah, don't forget GOG. You did bring up GOG I mean, earlier. In terms of the games I've played, GOG, <clears throat> you know, high up there, the number of games I got from there. Hell what, yeah. What, one out of 10 games I've ever purchased is from Hell GOG. Yeah. Shouts to you, GOG. Uh, but I feel like what, something that stuck out for me this time playing it, I mean, first of all, the I think the voice acting out, Twinson is the worst voice actor in the cast. <laughs> yeah. But like, I love the voice acting in yes. it. Like, I think that there's maybe like, there's, it feels like there's like under 10 voice actors and sort of yeah. they're like reused. I just For think everyone, vo- yeah. And sort of yeah. people of the same species are often the same voice actor. Okay. So it's a little confusing. <laughs> so you can kind yeah. of be like, is that Baldino again? And it's like, no, it's a guy, it's a guy named Jerome. Yeah. Um, but I think actually Baldino and Jerome are the same person. <laughs> so oh. <laughs> sorry for the twins and heads out there. It's okay. The, I guess every character has two names, just like the game has two <laughs> names. What about the voice acting was, I mean, was it that it was clearly the same people redoing different voices or was there anything else that stuck out to you? Because when I listened to uh, or watched a playthrough earlier, there, I don't know if hammy is the way to describe some of the voice acting, but it was like, so if that's the word I'm going to use, mm-hmm. it was so hammy that it was charming to me. Yes. I think it's very like cartoony in a way that matches the aesthetic of the game. But I think also it feels hammier because of how flat the actor doing Twinson is. Okay. Yeah. So then like everyone else just feels so alive <laughs> next to him. <laughs> Because his his delivery is so bizarre, um, just yes, yeah. We would just like say twins in lines to each other. Uh, the main one would be, "Can you help my injured dino fly?" Because he will. Whenever you interact with a person, Twinson will sort of, he has sort of something he's thinking about, yeah. and he'll say that to everyone he meets until he. You figure that task out yeah. or something, yeah. Um, so you hear like his phrases over and over and over again. (laughs) Um, and then the other, you know, everyone in the world is just so expressive. And also one of the guys I know sounds like Brett Gelman, but (laughs) (laughs) that is fantastic. Uh, who is, he's such a funny actor. Uh, (laughs) what if that's how we got to start? (laughs) But I feel like also just like the way, the story develops is so fun. Like by the end of the game, Twinson is in a resistance with like people from all these different planets trying to take down Dark Monk. And like Whoa. he like has like a like secret ring that he like has to sh- show to like show he's part of this resistance. Oh um, my goodness, it like spans genres almost. Yeah, like it's like that's why it was hard to summarize the game because it yeah. is sort of like okay, Twinson is trying to like save his planet, but it's also like it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Yeah. Like, and I had never. There was this one part that was so hard for me in college that I never got past. So I never really like got to these end parts where you you go to this gas planet. 
Um, and I like had only seen that like one time. So it was like, it felt like, you know, like a big deal. Yeah. It was like mythological. The idea that this part of the game exists. I love it. Um, and now I'm like that part that I couldn't get past was not that hard. I don't know. I just haven't played any games. Totally. And there, I mean, like we were, I think we discussed this on the show. Sometimes in games there are, I, I run up against this often in video games and it was happening to me earlier where things just aren't you know like you said when you return to it things were a lot more clear and they like you can talk to the characters and they'll guide you along but sometimes games i can still i can get stuck on small things where it's like oh no it's very obvious this you should have picked up that thing in that room before you went over here to because then that person will react to you differently yeah. just as a vague example there were so like I don't blame four you. spots where i did get stuck mm-hmm. and did look at like the one good walkthrough there is yeah. on youtube like one was just like i had never made him jump when he's in sporty mode and i knew he had to like get to this platform but yes he, he couldn't jump that distance unless you do this like sporty jump so I just was like, I have no, I was trying every other thing. And then I like looked at the thing and it was like, I just had to do this long jump. Or there was another one where I came across a bug where like this key, this guard was supposed to give me like didn't appear. Oh. And so I was oh. like, I think it was because I like fought him. I think it was because technically it was either technically like he ran into something spiky and that killed him. Or yes. I sort of was fighting him in a little area that uh wasn't where i was supposed to be gotcha and so then i was just like what am i supposed to do and then i like walked i watched the walkthrough and i was like oh he was supposed to give me a key and then at the very end after you fight the final boss you have to walk up to this the edge of this cliff in order to initiate like the final uh, like video it plays for yeah. you at the end. And I was just like walking around. <laughs> Waiting for it to like end. Yeah. Cause yes. I've like fought the final boss and I'm just like, what? Nothing is happening. And you have to literally just walk over to the edge of this cliff. <laughs> to that's get so it to funny. End. Oh my gosh. I, that's specifically these issues that you're talking about. Like those are the frustrating things where like, you know, either what to do but you don't know how to do it. Like, you know, your objective or you're like, I know something should be happening now, but it's just not doing it. Yeah. That's so strange. Um, This game also seems to have so many layers to it, but I could just be from the outside looking in. For the most part, like you said, this is, it's an adventure game where you are, you know, you're going and getting different items. You're progressing the story um there's like you said it's an action game so you there are which that looks so hard to me i watched this like video of someone fight this big like brown monster in some cave where you just throw the ball yeah at him, that part seemed so scary to me when i was a kid yeah uh what are those guys called the, the tribute or something <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> but oh yeah the trailer Trailer. It's actually like not that hard. It's like you just like the, all the monsters like walk in a circuit. So you oh, just okay. like, yeah, just got another pattern almost. Yeah, I like but, figured it out. And there's like a mechanic where you don't have lives, but you can get these lucky clovers, mm-hmm. which sort of like give you back full health. Okay. 
Um, so I was, you know, I was using those like before it always be like, you cannot die. So I'd like run away once a like bad guy was, you know, yes. like, and there's no meter telling you how the health of any of the enemies. Yeah. So you have no idea how, you know, how far you are. If you're affecting them at all. Probably, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't want, I, I definitely want to leave this open for you to uh, share the things that you were interested in, but we were talking about, I just want to touch on it again because we maybe moved past it too quick, was the this like specific art style of this game, not only in the actual gameplay, but in the, uh, in the video sequences specifically. It looks really impressive for 1997. Yeah. Um, and I, but also I am so, and there's, I've got a little, little uh, spoilers. I've got a little recommendation for you later that mm. is in a similar art style to this game. Uh, but it's so charming to me, just like how everything seems to be like rounded off as far as like the characters go. Like you're saying, they've got like ovals, like there's like a lot of ovals going on. Yeah. Um, did you, was the art style something that like drew it to you or drew you to it? Or was it like, oh, that's just how this is. It was more like, oh, that's how this is. Gotcha. Cause you know, I played it as a child and then I think the fact that the like cutscenes were so high quality and I feel like the graphics are such nice quality that sort of like that, I think maybe yeah. deterred me from playing some ga more games when I was yeah. a child. Like I played a couple, like I played Sims, uh, town and uh -huh. like I played, you know, I played like a couple other games, but I think like this one looked so nice. Yes. <laughs> The really great 3D models, the environments are fun too. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Well, and uh, like the sense of humor is so strange. Like some examples, there's like a scene where Twinson, like this these people in this cave called the Wannies, they're like little <laughs> like mole people. They like give him this mosquito pie. He eats it <laughs> and then he's like, what is this? And they're like, mosquito pie. And he goes like, what? and he faints <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like why is that part of the game yeah um, and, and I mean, no explanation a, i mean a big thing is that one of the races of people are big hot dogs um <laughs> of course <laughs> um and like i think a really nice component of it is that none of the races of people inherently are bad it's awesome. like just the people working for this bad emperor who like wear police uniforms they're like they're hostile mm. to twins in but like there are just like nice normal people of every race uh, i'm on board for this the police yeah. are bad and so's the evil guy but mm -hmm. people are good inherently yeah okay okay um there's also like a scene where he goes backstage at like a casino there's like a stripper and then there's also a guy who is dressed like a kiss like one of the guys from <laughs> yeah. kiss in there um there's like a really weird part where there's this room that everything is like it's as though uh twinson is tiny like the room is filled with like a giant spool of thread oh like a giant like it's so it's just this one scene and nothing else in the movie is like it i took a screenshot of it let me there's a giant like q 
Q-tips, a giant like chess piece. And it's just, why is this, this scene? Just, there's so many strange things in it. Um, Oh, there's one scene where you like are supposed to go meet with somebody in a room. And if you go into the room next to it, there's people like listening into the wall, like in the conversation. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. Which like then later somebody says like, I knew you met with them. We were listening in on your conversation. But it's like the people like I don't even think those ones attack you. They're and they're dressed. They're sort of dressed like Harry Call in the conversation. Like it's like just these strange yeah there's like so many i don't know if like quirks is the right word but there's like so many quirky things about this game it's almost like this was made in a different universe than our own but like showed up here it's like that like there's so many things that are so different than from our own reality that it's it's just like i just wish that games were this silly yeah while also being like a satisfying game to play Like it's because I don't like like Tanner had tried to have me play Grim Fandango Uh that game. Yes, I like cannot handle a game that thinks it's really funny (laughs) because a hundred percent it is not. It is. Yes, I want it to be something where the person is like a weird freak. So like, just like in the aesthetic, in like as I was saying with Twinson, there's like design choices that are weird, and so that makes it fun. Um, like that weird room where everyone, every, there's like giant, uh, you know, there's a giant, uh, cork in there. Yes. Like, I think that not having and not having twins and try to be funny or charming at all is what makes sort of the world more charming mm-hmm. is that it doesn't become insufferable because our protagonist is not like trying to be this quirky, funny guy. Yes. It's like he's kind of just a boring cipher going through going on this odyssey through this fun world. Yeah. Oh, I feel like you have like just truly sold this game so well (laughs) on so many fronts like it's got so much personality but it's like you said it's satisfying to play the world is fun to be in the the music and the sounds are great um before we move on to some fun segments to close the show Aaron I did want to ask like is there anything you haven't got to share about this game that you really love or is there like a thought you want to wrap up before we do that and, and if you're like, yeah, dude, I've got 15 more minutes of stuff, then that's fine too. <laughs> um, I'm looking at like my notes I did. I love it. So prepared. The truly ideal guest doing their homework before we come in. I love it. And you've played this recently too, which is yeah. awesome. Oh, Does one it thing about up? it. It's so one thing about it that is very frustrating is that the camera angles are sometimes horrible. And like you can't, it does not continuously adjust. Mm -hmm. It's like there are like, for everywhere Twinson is, there's like, you know, four angles you could see him at. Okay. For one part, it it, sometimes it'll like auto adjust, but Twinson can walk so far away from the camera before it chooses to auto adjust. (laughs) Like you press enter to like recenter on Twinson, but like Twinson can be like a tiny speck in the background and it like the game engine is just like this is fine you that's so weird but it'll and this also is like, like outside in the bigger environment yeah so yeah. he's so far away and then also sometimes it'll do like these angles where like you are like blocked by like a house and you can't really see what's going on so that's like the one thing that i'm like 
I think the world looks great, but like mm-hmm. sometimes it is just very confusing, especially like in environments like cliffs to like know at all what the perspective is, like how far away you are from anything. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Like if you're trying to like jump to another cliff, you're like that twins could jump that. And then it's like, oh, no, that was like 500 feet away <laughs> as opposed to like five. Yeah. Yeah. I could see how that would be confusing for sure. Um, Some other. Let me see some other notes I had. Yeah, please. Uh, I think the fact that you have to go into the different modes for for him to run or jump or interact. Yes. I. I only learned on this playthrough there are hotkeys to switch between them. <laughs> okay, instead of going into a menu. Yes. All throughout all my other plays, you'd like press control and then like toggle over to the other yes. one. So I'm like, it is so much easier with these hotkeys. But you're learning stuff. You I know. know. I love it. Like you've had this relationship with this game for so long and it's still staying you're still learning it's, things about it's it. It's evergreen. <laughs> but I kind of like that. I like the sort yeah. of security. Of being like, well, Twinson can't fight right now. He's just a guy walking around, like yes. knowing what Twinson is up to. I feel like games have more like sneak mode. And then if you like something I have a lot of trouble with is pressing the joystick more to like make them run. Yeah. Or make them run like their speed change. Like a gradual yeah like a like pushing of the stick yeah i'm always doing it 100 (laughs) percent. so tanner's always like why is your guy that's why you were messing up your guys racing around (laughs) (laughs) and then like always getting too tired um when i'm just having this person on full throttle yeah because i don't know that you're allowed to not have that go full speed (laughs) um also, it's fun. The different planets in Twinson have different uh, currencies. Oh, really? So you have to like get different money. That's um, interesting. So it only works like one one planet's currency only works at that planet. Yeah. And there's like a part where you have to like you need money to buy something. So you have to just like go on this planet. And if you jump in front of like a trash can, you'll sometimes get money or sometimes get health or sometimes get magic <laughs> points. Okay. Um, and you learn like in Twinson's house is a great way to reload. Cause there's like a dresser where you mm. like always get $15. Nice. Um, but then like on this one planet, it, uh, it's usually random which one of those like a trash can is. But on this one, when they know you need money, it's none of the trash cans give you money and you have to go to these casinos and like oh. play casino games <laughs> to get money. <laughs> um wow yeah and then there's like a subplot where if you like win at uh the jackpot like the casino guys beat you up um there's like all these (laughs) tiny things there's like if you try to if you like beat up a kid at this elementary school which like you could just beat anyone up the kids like brothers come and beat you up there's like a child in the main town who's like using like a spit uh thing yeah like a straw like a spit wad straw yeah and he's yeah. like always trying to spit on twinson and like it does <laughs> remove health and you can go up and push this kid off a roof 
Um, also, there's the wow. fact that Twinson's girlfriend is pregnant, but like they're yes. not married is such an interesting. Oh, really? Interesting. Thing that I feel like huh. the um, the puritanical nature of like American culture is like I don't think that would ever be. No, that definitely yeah. slipped by the ratings bureau or whatever. Yeah, they are making out pretty hard in that opening scene too. Yeah, these like claymation. Uh, models are just really the first off it's i noticed that like they're really making out on this bench twinson even like looks up and sees for sure sees like this storm that's developing and then goes back in for more so shouts to this uh couple that still has a fire going well there's one part of the game where if you go up to her she just kisses you and she'll like follow you around the house and keep kissing you wow okay interesting yeah but she's also cool She's also a cool chick. Um, she like fixes their car after she gets a car part. Oh wow! Um, I will Killer. say there could be a little more women who are actually like in power in the game. There's women throughout the game, but like for the most part, anyone who's like a wizard or whatever is seems to be male identified. Gotcha. Yeah, there's also a couple mm. like sexy women, in mm. it, but it's like nice. a fox lady <laughs> who's like a sexy fox. And there is that stripper character who we, I spoke about. Incredible. Yeah. Wow. Those are my thoughts on Twinson. It's it's great. It's my favorite game. I love it. Do you think this is something that you'll that you would come back to in like a couple years again and just like play through for fun? I think so. I think like playing this time without any walkthrough except for those couples parts like there's even some like puzzle parts where it's like these parts are frustrating and don't age well because they're just like here's four levers you have to put them in some combination to have like twins Uh and progress and I was like actually doing the like okay let me put all the combinations that I could do you know up up down down up down up you know oh yeah that's uh, brutal yeah and i did those there's a couple of those and those are like why are you making me do this yeah um but they didn't actually take that long because they were all actually pretty just like up down down up i don't know (laughs) to me they were ones that came pretty quickly okay Um, gotcha and then there's like one weird puzzle thing where it's like it gives you like a riddle and you have to do that but I don't know. Those are the only things that didn't age that well for me or the camera angles. And then a couple of these like little puzzles that just seem like a waste of time. Yeah, that's still, you know, that's still a pretty good, uh, pretty good standing. I think for this game that for the most part, it does hold up and it's like, would be fun for you to revisit. I love that. Uh, yeah, I might, you know what? It sounds like I'm playing Twinson every what, like four to six years now. Yeah, I love it. Just, yeah. That's great. It's like become a movie you revisit every so often. Yeah, twenty twenty five. I'll get back into Twinson, and Hell I yeah. didn't. It didn't take that long to play either. Okay, awesome. How I long do was, you think it took? I did measure it. I think it was like sixteen hours. Okay, that's not bad at all. Yeah, that's in fact that's a very very approachable length of a game. Um, well, fantastic. Well, 
Aaron, if you if that is the end of your thoughts, if you didn't have anything you wanted to wrap up, I've got some fun segments that I would love to uh, to run you through before yeah. we finish the show. And, and thank you for sharing fun. all those thoughts. By the way, those are, that was really fun to hear everything you had to share. So thanks oh, wait, so much. One final thing: there's one yeah. scene where there's a little nursery of tiny hot dog babies that Jensen <laughs> walks into, and it is like the cutest thing I've ever seen. And when I was playing at this playthrough, I like made Tanner come in to show him, and he was like, Aaron. The last time you played this game, which was like four years ago, he was like, Aaron, you showed me this four years ago. No way. <laughs> you know what, Tanner? That's how you know it's worth it to see it again. So, oh, that's I got to look up these baby hot dogs. <laughs> There's no way this is on Google. I oh, did yeah. do a screenshot. Nobody is uploading these. It's also kind of what's so cool about this game. It's so like obscure to me. Um well, fantastic. Well, hey, I've got two end of the show segments to to run us through. The first of which is the patented, not really, but the fact me by your game segment where I tell uh, some facts to my okay. guest about this game. This could be, you know, sometimes it's secrets, sometimes it's uh, glitches, development history. I've got two for you today. The first of which, Aaron, is uh, I wrote, I said, glitchy, glitchy. So that must mean this is a glitch. This comes from uh, fandom.wiki. And uh, I wanted to let you know that there's a glitch in this game that allows Twinson to travel to the desert island uh, without clearing the storm first. Did you know this? Mm, is it, so, huh? So what you can do is let that me, Can you, I try to guess? Yes, please. Okay, so the so when you get to the you need to get to the desert island, you need to either take the ferry, which won't mm -hmm. go during the storm, or your dino fly who is injured and the medicine for him is on desert island. Yes. I'm okay. Like, I mean, I think you're you're close though. Is there somehow you can cure the dino fly? I, I don't it's, know. It's actually the ferry. So what you can do, the ferry's not there on the island when but if the, you walk like before up the storm to it. It yes, if you, if you can get the oh. acquire the ferry ticket and walk over to that little like tiny dock, it will take you to the desert island. And not only that, but the on the island where it's not supposed to do this, it'll be raining because the game still thinks it's supposed to be raining because you never clear oh, the storm. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a so, rainy desert island. So I thought that was kind of cool. Also, um, that just reminded me that there's this part where Twitson has to sing this song to like get this ferryman to come. <laughs> and you like have to do it multiple times. So like you hear the actor be like, ferryman, if you please take me across <laughs> the stormy seas. It's <laughs> that sounds like a lullaby almost. Yes. You oh. have to like click the item in his inventory, which is like ferryman song. Wow. Uh, yeah, I should not be surprised. You could just be making stuff up by this point, and I would believe it about this game. Uh, the uh, the second and final fact that I have for you is that there are some differences between the DOS and the Windows version oh. of the game. Did you did you play the Windows version growing up, or were you happen to be on a DOS computer? We played the Windows version. But I believe I'm playing the DOS version now because it, it's like an emulator. Okay, interesting. So um, there's a handful of differences. The f only one that I have to share with you today is that, uh, for example, in the Windows version, Queen Astrid is surrounded by two muskibis, which I'm assuming are mosquito bees. Mm -hmm. Muskibis. Perfect. <laughs> muskibis, excuse me. Uh, with a horn. 
in in the like I said in the Windows version, but this is not the case in the DOS mm. version. So interesting that there would be a difference between those uh, two versions. I don't know why that is. If it was like yeah. a like a system capability thing, but yeah. I guess I think I am playing the Windows version then because I believe there was one with a horn next to the okay. queen. Did not know her name. <laughs> Did not yes. know Queen Astrid. Yes. Uh, well, that's that's the second and final fact for you. So we'll move on to the game recommendation segment. I so, will say now I'm such a freak that I'm like, now I got to play this other version of the game. See all these Hey, I mean, if you are the Twinson head that I know you to be, I think that's just in your future. Yeah. So, like so as a we'll child- as a child, I liked the book The Stranger by Camus, and there's like two different English translations, so I like checked out both of them so I could like compare. <laughs> this That'd be is, a completist. This lines up with your personality perfect, I guess. <laughs> uh, so the game recommendation segment. Okay. This is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where mm-hmm. I'm treating Twinson's Odyssey as your romantic uh, summer love that you really fell in love with, but you're, of course, like Timothy Chalamet's character, going to move on to a new relationship at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, or, in this case, a new well, game. Well, also, like Elio, I'm finding my ga- my game sexuality. I'm embracing it. Absolutely you are. Uh, that's, I mean, that's something I won't dispute whatsoever. Um, Just in that I never thought I was attracted to games before. Yes, and now you found that they're all you're attracted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the first one is um, this, if you are, and also this is always, also I like to base this on like the idea that uh, when people start new relationships, sometimes you're like, if you've seen a friend, they might've might be dating someone wildly different than they were before. They could be dating someone that everyone's like, that person's exactly like their ex. So these are kind of all over the place. Okay. I will give one note. I didn't say is I don't like first person games. Okay. Well, uh, well then only one of these three (laughs) is is that, uh, and I'll start off with that one is that if you're looking for another classic wild adventure game, the first person game I'm going to recommend to you is Mist. Do you know this one? I know Mist. I think by we like had a CD of it at yeah. my house. It's like a point and click adventure where every screen though is just like one image and there might be things that move in it, but like as you move through the game, you kind of just like click forward and like it puts you into the next area. This is actually a friend of ours, Courtney Vinay's, uh did her episode on this okay. game. Um I might I might check out Mist. It it's definitely something be... people recommended to me. But is it like a pu- it's like solving puzzles though, right? Yes, it's not like a shooter or anything. Yeah, I don't know if I I think I just like when I was playing Breath of the Wild, I hated those when you had to go in the little like chamber and like gain yes. when it would just be like solve the this shrines. Big- I hated those so much. Yes. Uh, well, hey, it, you know, these are just wrecks. <laughs> you don't got to marry these wrecks. Uh, mm-hmm. The second one I have for you is that if you're looking for another PC adventure game, this time with a, a literal claymation art style, mm. I recommend to you a game called The Neverhood. Uh, this okay. is, I've, I think I've recommended this on the show before. This is such a nostalgia trip for me this game it was a point and click adventure where you play Ah. this little claymation guy and you've got to like solve puzzles throughout this world the music's really charming uh it's it's fantastic so i totally recommend that i don't even know if you can 
play it anywhere. This is probably like a game you'd have to play illegally, but yeah, or it's, maybe they got it on GOG. <laughs> hey, check GOG. Uh, and lastly, for you, Aaron, is that uh, if you want to play another cult classic PC game with 3D models, um, it's a totally different style game, but this is one of my favorite ones of all time, and that is Microsoft 3D Movie Maker. This is a game from 1995 where it was a full movie making program and it was like what I spent most of my time doing as a child uh was making movies with these 3d models in these spaces and it's that's like a whole rabbit hole you could go down yeah okay this is sort of in the like kid picks kind of universe totally Um, it was like a microsoft kids thing yeah okay yeah but I uh, never I'd never heard of this it is pretty wild, but it's great. Um, well, Aaron, that brings us to the end of the game recommendation segment. And also that brings us to the end of the show. So um, before we do plugs, I did want to say thank you again. This is this has been so much fun to hear about your passion for this game. You clearly <laughs> adore it for everything that it is. And uh, this is just also fun to get to hang out with you for a bit because we don't get to do this. So mm. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to plug or anything we should be looking out for for you? I guess you follow me on the Twitter, baby. Hell uh, yeah. I'm at Aaron McSmith, E-R-R-I-N-M-C-S-M-I-T-H. That's due to the fact I have the last name Smith, so everything's always taken all the time. Any I was wondering name. what that was and uh, that Mick was about. That w- when I started doing stand up, I like was like, I'll use my friend and I were like, let's use like a bit of a fake name. So I said yeah. like Mick Smith. And it was also like a joke <laughs> I had with a friend of like anyone who has Irish heritage should go by Mick. I don't know. But then that has led to confusion for years from yes, people who met I can me see why. in that one year. Um, and then Aaron has two R's there because, you know, I'm always airing, uh, I'm always making mistakes. That's Uh, on your Twitter. Two mm -hmm. R's. Cool. Awesome. Uh, well killer. And also I know all the mock heads are listening to this catch Aaron at mock improv every Thursday night at 9 PM. Um, but this has been great to have you. Uh, and then I'll go and plug some stuff and Mm. we'll be out of here. Uh, a cover art for this show is done by at glenn.j on Instagram. Uh, of course, I want to plug our Patreon again. That's patreon.com slash super NPC radio. Uh, specifically for this show, we do a monthly co-op episode, a part of the DJ Toad tier, our $10 tier, where mm-hmm. I do a deep dive with some friends on a meaningful game. We just did uh, an episode last night, actually, we recorded the Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake episodes, mm. uh, but that'll come out before this. So yeah, if you, and also if you like that game, there'll be a preview on this feed, so you don't have to pay for the whole thing to check it out. Um, this is, of course, produced by Jeremy Schmidt. You can find his uh, wonderful podcast, video games, a comedy show, wherever you get your shows. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe. And of course, you can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash cons is cool. 69. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and we'll see you on the next one.